there's a long drive into left field. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's back to the window with Scott and Scott's opening day. Man, I'm excited to be here. I am Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. This handsome young fella to my left, your right, is... Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, doing our best to guide everybody back to the window to cash those winning tickets. Scott, I can't get used to the new slow preview music. It's like it's like it's about 20 beats per minute slower. It's just it's just it annoys me. Sorry. I liked it better when it was faster. Yeah, I did too. I did too, of course. So uh of course it's good to be here with you guys. For those of you keeping track at home, today's uh song to annoy Scott, Copperhead Road by Steve Earle. Glad I could trot that out for you, Scott. Had neither heard of Steve Earle or that song before, so I consider that a double victory. So, oh. I've heard of Copperheads and Rhodes, but never combined. Never. I know guys named Steve, no guys named Earl, just not putting them together, huh? Yep. David Good says, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you too, David, out there in Phoenix. What's up, Jacob Houston? Happy opening day back to you, brother. It is a great day. All things are possible. Royals are still in first place. I'm loving life. Scott, did you make any baseball plays today? Uh, as of right now, no. Okay. I was actually thinking about doing a play of the day for one. Didn't do it. Ended up doing basketball instead. My favorite baseball play on the overnight was the Diamondbacks team total over. I believe that was three and a half. But I was waiting for some wind reports. I was waiting to see what was going on, some other aspects, lineup, stuff like that. So... I might be taking a bit of a wait-and-see approach to start the season, and then I'll dive in more heavily after about a week or so. Ah, but, pussy. Yeah, we'll see. I said, we'll see. I didn't say I was going to. I nah, said, we'll see. I, 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 kind of agree, I kind of agree with that. You kind of got to see what you got out of some of these lineups. You're not going to find out much about the pitching one time through the rotation, but you will find out about how the hitters are doing. And it, and it could be kind of it could be kind of a great opportunity to tread lightly because spring training was cut a little short. Uh, a lot of these, a lot of these pitchers have made just a couple, three appearances. So, uh, go Royals and Cards minus one and a half. All right, jumping right in. I like it, David. I like it. Uh, we'll see about the Royals. I thought they were catching a pretty good number there with some value. I know Bieber's been really good on opening day. Um, didn't have a great year last year. Certainly not as good as uh, twenty. But you know what? We'll find out as uh, that gets started here. Just. Uh, momentarily and uh yeah that's that's about it of course don't forget to like our video smash that like button don't forget to subscribe to all of our stuff both our youtube channel for winners and winners and our youtube channel for picks and parlays as well scott you got anything to pump not really okay uh, just lo you... looking forward to the masters and to baseball season yeah i know you got a, a tiger woods less than four and a half bogeys that is looking fantastic through about what 13 14 holes yeah he just needs to not blow up that's for the first round by the way so of course people were unloading the trucks for tiger to win the actual tournament at absurd prices you know top 20s make the cut whatever i took the other approach of don't suck uh, under four and a half bogeys in the first round. Right. So we're, hopefully that works out. He has one through 13 holes. Yeah, so I'm in pretty good shape. In pretty good shape. Brad Evans says he has the Guardians and the Royals under seven and a half. I uh, don't hate that. That was eight last night. So people woke up and saw that wind is blowing. By the way, it is blowing and it is officially 45 degrees here in Kansas City. Um very close to the stadium with about an hour to go till game time. So it's going to be a raw day out there, my friend. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what else? Um, don't forget to check out all the great shows here at the Max Wagers Network. You've got uh, Midday Money with Sean Higgs starting off at noon. you got Allie Burns at uh, 1 o'clock doing her thing with uh, Morning Wood. Then you got, of course, Chris and Jim, Just Parlays. you got us at 3 p.m. Bringing it home at 5 o'clock with... Uh, the Earl twins. Speaking of Earl, I wonder if there are any relation to. I never asked him if there are any relation to Steve Earl. That'd be excellent. Uh, Nick and Tim Earl, and joined of course by Detroit Lenny, who uh, occasionally pops his head in here. As does uh, as does Tim Earl. I guess Nick too good for us. You know, he didn't stop by. But um, and then I know Scott. In a couple of weeks, we've got a soccer guy going to fill in that gap at four o'clock. One of our. Uh, he's a real deal. He's he lives in New York and he has season tickets to Man United. Man, you got to love that kind of devotion. And he is a serious uh, soccer cat. And I can't remember his name, of course. 
but he'll be filling in uh, there at the uh, the filling in the blank there at 4 p.m. So you mean Miller? Uh, yes, that's it. that's right. Is that right? Is that you know him? Well, you know, you said it yesterday. Okay. Or right. or uh, Jim said him yesterday. Yeah. Uh, the Renzo brothers, uh, what up guys? Scott R.C., the Spurs team total overs at 116 and a half. Still like it? I, I think they'll get to 120. I got it at 115 and a half for my play of the day. It's very tough to not automatically back an offense that's against a defense that's given up 125 in five straight games. Mm-hmm. Minnesota can't guard anybody. The last time they played, Spurs lost the game. They scored 139 anyway with no overtime. So I still like the offense. They've done pretty well without DeJounte. And they're still fighting for a potential home game in the play-in. So they still have something to play for. So I still like the over. I'll dare Minnesota's defense to wake up. There you go. And, uh, yeah, we're, it sounds like you're going to get a lot of good closing line value. And that certainly worked out well for us yesterday. Urk. They kicked my ass yesterday. Oh, uh, dude. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it. We're going to, we got all that stuff to bitch about. I know there's a game that everybody wants to bitch about. And, uh, yeah, we are, uh, JC Stone, Steve Earl, Copperhead Road, Hillbilly Highway. Uh, don't forget Guitar Town as well. Uh, another great album by Steve Earl. If you like a little, uh, if you like a little, uh, country bluegrass kind of stuff, uh, check out Steve Earl for sure. Bronco Devil says lived in Phoenix. I don't know why that guy, he lives everywhere, man. He's from Colorado. I know he's talked about being on the East Coast. Now he lives in Austin, lives in Phoenix. Apparently he wears out his welcome pretty quick. Um, he got to see the Chargers. He uh, got season tickets to the Chargers to see the Broncos and Patriots and Brady uh, the year Brady got hurt. See, that's not surprising because, you know, for a long time when uh, when the Chargers would play, you'd, at least half the crowd was for the other team. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you guys like the Angels tonight? Well, as long as they're in the outfield, I'm okay. Um Smart ass answer, Scott. You got a you got a uh, you got a legitimate answer there. I think as of right now, I'd have to lean to the Astros. From what I can gather from the injury reports, Trout is a maybe. I I'm trying to remember if he's oh, midseason has an form. Or, yeah, he might not play. Oh, and of course, if Trout's going to be out, then that's going to probably move the line at least twenty cents, give yeah. or take. So for me, I'm actually going to lean to the Astros, but that's mostly because I'm expecting Trout to potentially miss which would result in a pretty big line move. So I'm going to gamble a little bit. I think the game's a toss-up anyway. Of course, Otani's uh, a bit, I don't want to say overrated, but overvalued in the markets. As a pitcher, he sure is. Yeah. Because the bullpen sucks. Yep. So that also factors in. But I'm going to go with the Astros there. Of course, they lost Correa. They're still pretty good. I think they're getting a good price. Give me the Astros a plus money. I'm going to sign up for that just about every time. Plus... Frember Valdez is no hack at all. He really kind of came into his own uh, last year. He's got a great slider. I read, I was reading some, a piece on him last night. Said he has the uh, fifth lowest WOBA against uh, when he uses his slider. So, some pretty impressive company there. Uh, Houston won nine straight opening games. That's a good piece of info right there, MZ. Because uh, they, I'm going to say, line overs, lineups turn over a little bit, but there's a few, there's a few static pieces in there. So yeah, that could absolutely be a through line. Uh, Mets tonight up in your neck of the woods, there, Skeeter. Uh, Mets, do they still have anybody left to pitch that hasn't gotten hurt yet? Uh, apparently McGill, uh, but the Mets, if you want to actually look at historical trends, they're great on opening day. So I don't know if that means anything because you went from Degrom and potentially Scherzer to McGill mm-hmm. as your starter for opening day. Uh, Jimmy McGill? No, unfortunately not Jimmy McGill. I think we both agree. The Nationals suck. Yes. So the Mets, even though they are going to be a bit shorthanded in the rotation to start, the lineup de- definitely improved. Picked up Marte, picked up Kana. They got some pieces there. Now, both bullpens are not exactly great. I think the Mets' bullpen is better than the Nationals. But I'm going to lean to New York because I just think the Nationals are a terrible uh, baseball team. It's like, be the skinny, yep. it's like being the skinniest person at fat camp. Yeah, they might have a better bullpen than the Mets, but I mean the better bullpen than Washington. But it doesn't. It's not saying anything. No. But I mean, it's just a fact. The Nationals aren't good at anything. Yeah, they they really uh, they really aren't. Uh, Jacob Houston, by the way, uh, says the uh, Angels bullpen always says, "Give me the Astros." If your name is Houston, don't you have to bet on Houston like every game? Uh, it depends if you have a problem or not. If they had the, you know, if they had the Steen City Rollers out there, I'd, I'd be. You really just that. walked right through the Houston. We have a problem joke. Yeah, right? that's yeah, that was yeah. right there. Some of you know, some of it's low hanging fruit, and some of it's already on the fucking ground. You can't just pick, yeah, okay. you can't that's pick fair. up everything. 
Right. Is Scott Jr. broadcasting from the jail day room? You know what? No. I was I was going to say something about I asked him if he was in the tub, but then I saw that you're at your dad's shed, right? As of right now, I'm officially moving in about two weeks' time. Oh, that's so, right. I don't think have we shared that. Well, I'm moving to Brooklyn. The little so bird's gonna fly. You go. You're flying. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving to Brooklyn, so I'll have an I'll have you know a setup there. Hopefully, it works out. I'll probably be flying in between there and Vegas half the time, but looking forward to it. Very nice, and uh, it's 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 a big it's a big move. I know you, you of course lived on your own in college, so it's not the first time, but. Yeah, it's excellent. He's uh, he's he's going to Brooklyn, and you're not going to sleep till then. I found a good deal, a roommate that I'm friends with since basically elementary school, so it worked itself out. Excellent, excellent, and that's a that's a huge deal. Not having a, a roommate that you just kind of know casually or something, It's somebody that you you know very well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we very both good. go to bed at like three a.m. So it's a perfect situation for me. Jacob Houston says he's actually related to Sam Houston, so he kind of has to do that. Yeah, uh, uh, Bronco Devil. Wait a minute. Oh, here it is. He's living in Baltimore, New York City, Baltimore, Buffalo, Phoenix, Houston, Columbus, Houston, Dallas, Cleveland, Phoenix, Dallas, Austin. And the wife is from Colorado. Jesus. There you go. It's a lot. Okay. It is a lot. That is a lot. Uh, Bronco Devil uh, transferred when I was a kid. Then I worked in television. Like television. I guess some like television news or something, huh? Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. No sleep till Brooklyn. That's what James says. Don't sleep till Brooklyn. Yep. I was trying. I was trying to make that joke, but James, I appreciate it. Hey, uh, one more two. We'll do, we'll do Jokic uh, PRA. Was it fifty one, fifty one and a half? Yeah, I mean it's either over or pass. You'd be a madman to take the under on anything Jokic related, right? Yeah, he's cranking it right now, man. And uh, they're not, they're not winning, but he's cranking it. Yeah. Well, that's are they? <laughs> We've waited an entire year. Is Murray ever going to come back? He, there were rumors that he might potentially be back for the playoffs at least, I think that was a month ago. Right. I haven't heard anything about it since. I know Porter Jr. is done, so he's not coming back this season. They're screwed anyway. They're basically locked into the six, not officially, but Minnesota losing to Washington, I think, kind of killed all their hopes for the six. They can maybe get the five if they catch Utah. I don't see that happening. So Denver's kind of locked into the six. But I think they're going to lose in the first round. They're not very good. It's not their fault. No. Nope. Their second and third best players are injured. But Jokic is kind of in a LeBron situation. You look up, he's got 35, and they're somehow still losing in the fourth quarter. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah absolutely. Uh, son of a military father, 11 different schools, grades 1 through 12. That's brutal, man. That's yeah, that's, that's a lot. Uh, that is a lot. Hey, Scott, let's talk a little bit about what happened yesterday. I feel like there's some things that we absolutely have to get to here. Uh, one more time, don't forget to like and subscribe to both our channels. We appreciate it now that everybody's here. And, uh, yeah, let's find out. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. Uh, I was I was personally touched by at least two of these. I think, I think maybe all three, Scott. Maybe a rare day for me. Anyway, let's find out who it is. It's Thursday edition, and uh, you know who you are. There were some winners. There were some whiners. There were some people that took it in the shorts. And there were some people that took it to the bank. You know who you are. Now we're going to tell the world. Let's find out who it is on the Thursday version of Call the Cops. All right. Very good, Scott. And uh, we have we have rumored this, and now it has come to fruition. We'll start off. Um, in the NBA, and if you had the Suns team total over, oh, we're kind of getting warmed up there. This is, it's a rare double from Call the Cops on the same game. We'll start with, it was the under. We'll start with, start with the easy one here. If you had the Suns team total under 108 and a half going up against the Clippers, of course, they needed less than 48 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, congratulations. Phoenix rested four starters, still didn't stop them. They put up 48 in the fourth quarter, 48 to 26. Jesus Christ. Suns finished with 109 points. Wow, Scott, that was quite a comeback. I wonder if it affected anything else. Well, it's going to segue us into the spread because if you had the Clippers minus six and a half against the Suns, once basically everybody was ruled out for Phoenix, they led by 33 points with 216 left in the third quarter. The biggest lead was 39. The Suns outscored the Clippers. 58 to 29 over the last 14 minutes and 16 seconds. The Clippers won by four. Jesus. 
Oh, man. Okay, well. Rough. Rough indeed. And uh, let's talk about this one, shall we? If you had the Wizards, Hawks, under 229.5, needed just 98 points in the second half. That should be we over. That should be over, by the way. You had the Wizards, Hawks, over 229.5. They needed just 98 in the second half. Don't change it now. I already said it. I already changed it. <laughs> uh, they did not get 98. Scott, they got 89. They were a little dyslexic. 89 points in the uh, in the second half. That game landed 221. You can throw your closing line value right in the trash. Fucking five and a half points, six and a half points. Scott, even seven and a half points if you had that at 37 and a, or uh, 27 and a half. None of it fucking mattered. Congratulations. Brutal beat. Call the cops. Yeah, I slammed it. I had 227.5. Even though I won my play of the day, I had a losing day yesterday mm-hmm. because of the amount that I loaded up on that over. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had 71 points in the first quarter, then 61 in the second quarter. Yep. You just need them not to be stupid. Yep. And then they couldn't make a shot for the first seven minutes of the second half. Drooling on their shoes for the first seven minutes of the third quarter. Congratulations. I think there were 13 boys. points in combined in the first... About seven, eight minutes of the third quarter. Ah, that's fantastic. Just fantastic. All right. Well, there was some good news out there, and uh, we weren't on the right side of any of these. At least I wasn't, but um, you were for your play of the day, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, well, let's find out who it is. Who uh, We heard about all the whiners, man. There was a couple big ones right here on your, on your radio dial, but there was some good news out there. There were some people that had cashed those nice, easy tickets. They spent their Wednesday evening sitting in the rocking chair. So the first one was my play of the day. If you had the Celtics, minus six, minus six and a half. It was all the way up to seven and a half. Didn't matter. They led by 16 at the half, and they won by 23. The Bulls are now 2-21 and straight up against top eight teams in the league. Frauds? Is that a good way to put it? Um, I don't know about frauds, but perhaps we'll just be nicer and say overvalued. How about that? I'm not even sure if there is any value anymore. They get buried every time they play a team with a pulse. All right. All right. Well, if you had the Mavericks Pistons over 219, uh, yeah, I was on the other side of that. Congratulations. But if you had the over, congratulations, because each quarter had at least 57 points. That's put you in pretty good shape right there. That game landed 244. Mavs Pistons over 219. Congratulations, you were in the rocking chair. And the last one, if you had the Phillies on the money line against the Rays, they led 8 to nothing after two innings, and they won 9-2. to two. Yep, nice way to finish up the season there for the Phillies. So, Scott, this one is another one that I had, and it certainly deserves its own little category because it was right up there in your neck of the woods. A lot of people were on the other side of this, and I know they were happy. I, I when I, I graded a lot of picks last night that had the other side of this, and congratulations, you never you had a no doubter, uh, Scott. Let's find out who it is today as we check out the Thursday edition of I'm not mad. Uh, fuck it, I'm mad, but I'm also disappointed. All right, go ahead. So. You had a game at MSG last night between the Knicks and the Nets. Knicks opened up a huge lead. They were up 21. They were kind of coasting in the first half. And then the Nets realized we got them right where we want them because the Knicks in double-digit leads don't exactly work out too well most of the time. The Nets came all the way back. Also, uh, an honorary member of Call the Cops, but, you know, we could use it for its own segment because uh, the Knicks didn't even cover. They were getting six and a half, and they led by 21 points. And they ended up falling apart in the fourth, ended up losing the game by double digits. It is the fourth time this season that the Knicks have blown a 20-point lead and lost the game. Scandalous. Just fucking scandalous. That's all I can say about that. It turned what should have been a very good night for me into a dreadful night. That was just unbelievable, Scott. Unbelievable. I was, I was at the bowling alley watching my kid bowl. I, they had the game on. I was watching. I just, I, I kept looking up and seeing the score. I'm like, what is it? What, wait, 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 wait. What, what now? The Nets are ahead. How is, how is that yeah. even possible? So, there you, you know, go, by buddy. By the way, fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know memorabilia mentioned in the Nets have won seven straight. 
against the Knicks. That is definitely true. Trivia question for you. Do you know what year was the last time Durant lost to the Knicks? Uh, 2014. 2013. Ah, damn it. He was on Oklahoma City. Yeah, I was figuring the last time that they that, that Durant has lost to the Knicks. I was figuring I was figuring that. Nets own the Knicks. Yeah, I know. Everybody's like really smart because everybody's like, fuck, it was the Nets the whole way. Truth is, I, I, I like don't want to hear going in just because Robinson got called out at the last minute and I figured the Knicks would kind of roll over. I thought they would get off to a decent start, but I thought eventually they would run out of gas. 20-point lead, that's still a brutal beat. I didn't think it would be that bad. But, I mean, the Knicks were in it. I just questioned motivation. They were motivated. They just sucked. Bronco Devil says, did you see the LeBron uh, tweet saying you better watch out? You, No, you better not you better pout. Not cry? Yeah, I just, yeah. I did not. What is he? Is it like for next year we're going to come back stronger and blah, blah, blah? Is that what Keep it is? Keep the same energy. No, I, I know he said on the shop he wants to play with Curry, or that's one player on his bucket list. Seth Curry? He's played with him in the All-Star game a couple of times. Does that count? No, apparently not because he still wants to play with him. Yeah, I don't think Curry's going to go to the Lakers, so hint, hint. Maybe the Lakers should trade LeBron. Just uh. saying. <laughs> uh, LeBron with the Christmas Carol. Yes, that, absolutely. That's it, 1777. Um, you got any thoughts on the playoff uh, future, Scott? Uh, you're talking about for the NBA? I am. Uh, kind of a broadside there. I know, we, I know we haven't talked. We didn't even talk about that in, in, pre, in pre-show, but. No, because I have a couple of props that I recommended on a podcast a couple weeks ago, but it's not even playoff. It's actually just to make the playoffs. I have the I recommended the Cavs to miss the playoffs at about plus five sixty, and the Nets to miss the playoffs at about six to one or so. The Nets realistically should get in because right now, assuming they end up beating Cleveland in the next game in Indiana, they would be. Actually, the seven. So they actually are in a good spot right now after that comeback win yesterday. The Cavs at plus 560 are an absolute treat. Because right now they're, I think, still favored to make the playoffs, but they're completely imploding. Right. There's no way around it. They're a mess. And they would have to play the Nets and then the winner of the Hawks and Hornets. I like whoever the hell wins that Hawks-Hornets game because I think Cleveland actually might miss the playoffs. I I think that's very possible. Um. Yeah, Bronco Devil says the uh, LeBron tweet was uh, the haters better watch out. Yeah, God, just sit down, just sit down until the playoffs are done. We're we're done with LeBron for a while. Cavs to make miss the playoffs, make the playoffs is minus one twenty, misses minus one hundred five. I got it a plus five sixty. So fingers crossed. Ooh, got that good closing line value. Yeah, I can't wait to throw it in the trash can. <laughs> No, I, I like your shot there. That's that's the kind of shit you just dream about right there. Mm-hmm. Having, you know, plus 400% or whatever. Uh, Spurs tonight plus eight and a half against Minnesota. Yeah, for me, that's going to be Spurs or pass. I, again, this Minnesota team, good offense, Scott, but that's only half the story because they cannot guard anyone, anyone at all. Uh, they have given up. I'm trying to see here. They've given up 130 plus in four of their last five. Uh, the game they didn't give up 130. They gave up 125 and lose by 23 to Toronto. So, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to. There's no way I'm. I'm going to lay points with a team that can't keep somebody under 130. Now, um, San Antonio not having a great offensive season, but they have been. They have been better lately. And yeah, I, I like them. What do, you, what do you think San Antonio puts up there, Scott? 125. I mean, I got the team total over, so I have them for basically 120 in my head. Okay, so at one at 120, which I think I think that's low. I think that's a fucking bargain. Mm. But I've got I've got them closer to 125. In does Minnesota cover that if, if the Spurs can get to the mid 120s? Well, the last time they played, San Antonio scored 139, and they still lost by 10 because Minnesota scored 149. Right. And Towns at 60 points. Right. So defensively, they're not great either. Total in this one's 240 or so. I still like the over. I, I don't think you're going to see much defense there. But I think it's San Antonio or pass. I don't mind the money line here. But 
you can argue Minnesota might be motivated after having that no-show against Washington. I'm viewing it more as a red flag because they gave up 120, 130, give or take points to Washington. That's hard to do, by the way. That's hard to do. So I think the Spurs should do what they want offensively. Minnesota probably will as well. But I can't lay eight and a half with a team that has just checked out defensively. Can't do it. So I don't mind Spurs money line. I don't mind the spread. I, I got the team total as my favorite play. Yep. I guess the one concern I had was potential rest with injuries, but no, the Spurs are still competing for home court for the nine for the uh nine ten play in game. Mm-hmm. So the game still matters for them. I like the Spurs. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, seventeen seventy seven talks about everybody's talking. Everybody's all over the Suns, but he wants to see how Curry is coming back from Golden State. I'm the same way. That's I want to see. I want to see what this Golden State team is. I think. I think you are underrating them just a little bit, Scott. They were. They were the best team in basketball for, what, the first six weeks? Two well, months? I'm being pessimistic, you know, as a classic gambler move because I have a ticket on them to win the title. Right, so right. I'm automatically lowering expectations in my head. I got them in a parlay, so I got them at basically 50-1 to 1, uh, to win the title, which is just an insane deal for me. I got pretty lucky I hit the other legs of the parlay. But still, right now I got two future bets, three if you include Coach of the Year, but that's kind of a done deal. I have the Suns to win the West, also a parlay. I got that at, I want to say, 30-1, to 1, I think. And I have the Warriors to win the title at 50-1. to 1. So the one thing I'm rooting for is the Suns and the Warriors to not be 1-4. I want them to match up in the Western Conference Finals, worst-case scenario. So I'm really rooting for Golden State to win out or for Dallas to lose because I, I don't want Golden State to be the four. But I'm acknowledging that with Looney, no Wiseman coming back. They have no front court depth at all. all right. Draymond really has not been very good. And I'm looking at a situation where Golden State really relies so heavily on Curry, and he struggled for a decent portion of the year. I'm concerned about them having enough supporting cast depth to overcome a mediocre series from Curry. I think that's my main concern. That's fair enough, and that's and that's all legit. And they they they're, they've lacked in the front court all season long. So, I mean, Clay's been streaky. Yep. Poole's been amazing, but Wiggins has been streaky too. So, assuming Curry has his usual performances, twenty something points, forty four percent shooting, forty three percent shooting. Am I sure they can win a series against Memphis? And again, I don't know about that. I don't know. All right, somebody talking about the Sixers Raptors game tonight, possible or uh, most likely uh, preview of the four or five matchup here in the playoffs. It could could go a little differently. The uh, Bulls could allegedly catch them, but it, it's it's just about no. a fate accompli at this point. So, here's my question for you about those kind of games, Scott. How much do you show them? You show everything. Do you sit anybody? Do you do you have any tricks up your sleeve? I mean. You probably you put you probably played him what three four times this year probably three times already this season so have you showed him everything is there anything you hold back what do you do there or you try to make Toronto, a, you try to make a statement I don't know if, yeah I don't know if Toronto knows how to take their foot off the gas because that's just how they've played all season long Philly of course still competing for the potential one seed realistically the two seed I don't think anyone's catching Miami at this point but the game still matters for Philly and you can make the serious argument that. If they were facing off in a playoff series, who the hell is going to guard Embiid? Because you have Siakam playing center, and I like Siakam, but I really just don't know how anybody on the Raptors' smaller roster is going to match up with Embiid. So there's a reason why the favorite has switched in this game and why a lot of money's pouring in on Philly. It's because of the fact that Embiid is probably going to go for 35 again. He's going for a scoring title. Harden has not really shot the ball at all recently, but he's a good facilitator. Maxie's been good. I believe he had, what do you have, seven, eight threes last game against Indiana. So he's been playing well. Yeah, Harris has been okay lately. But of course, they have no Tybal because it's in Canada. So in a playoff series, Tybal would not be able to play road games. But he's useless offensively. Great defensively. So I like the over in that game with Tybal being out. But... I, I really do like the Toronto team. Okay. Uh, Who do you think would win in a series 
I think Toronto would actually give them a serious run for their money. I see that going seven. The Sixers, the Sixers have the home court in that one. Uh, yeah. I've got, I've got to take the Sixers four three. But I think you'd agree it would go. Yeah, you agree it'd go seven though. I think it would be a war. Yep, agreed. I think it's going to be a great series. Seventeen seventy seven says uh, Warriors went two and one with the uh, with Curry in the lineup this year. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Houston, I believe, is uh, is done with basketball. <laughs> well, not done with basketball. He's ready for basketball to be over. This is always the time that basketball really seems to drag. I don't know. I, I don't want to make another two bowling references in the same show, but if you guys have ever bowled like a winter league, you get to about the end of February, beginning of March, and you look up and you see you got like eight or ten more weeks. You're like, how the fuck is that possible? And I, I feel that way about the NBA this year, Scott. It's just like, and I think part of it was we didn't take as much of a break because they were done with the finals in what middle late July, like right after the All Star game, the finals were over. So we really only had three months without basketball, and then we're right back at it. And we're just grinding it through here. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you, even though the NBA is probably my best sport the last nine months. But yeah, I'm ready for baseball, man. Yeah, uh, memorabilia mentioning that if the refs stop calling fouls in favor of Philly, they could lose. That's kind of what I'm banking on, because of the fact that we know Embiid and Harden together make up a decent amount of their points at the line. I just think Harden's going to suck. I, I mean, I don't, I've seen the last couple of regular season games. You can tell he's clearly not 100%. He's not looking for a shot as much anymore. And the explosiveness that he was known to have off the dribble is, for the most part, gone. Can I say that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that he's going to have serious problems in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, Bronco Devil says Tiger Woods on the little TV, Cubs on the big TV, and us on the uh, on the computer. It's uh, said a beer would make it perfect. You know, we ought to come up with a special segment called "Living Your Best Life." And there's my there's my initial candidate right there because that motherfucker is living his best life. Is it getting better now, Scott? Uh, not really, unless you have multiple TVs. That's it. That's that's the uh, that's the only way. So. Um, you know, we haven't talked yeah, about good. You're, you're asking if Harden's not interested. I think part of it is Philly potentially force feeding Embiid to get the scoring title. So I do think Rivers might be trying to make sure that Embiid gets that scoring title. Plus, nobody can guard him. So he's going to walk into 40 almost every game. But if you watch Harden the last week and change, offensively, when it comes to shooting, he has done basically nothing. And I think that's going to continue in the playoffs. Yeah, we had that nice little spurt when he came over when he first when he first started yeah. playing. Two week honeymoon phase, and then you saw him getting treatment on the leg, and you could see the shooting numbers falling off a cliff. The turnovers are still not great, but in close games late, you know that Harden's going to want the ball in his hands when the ball shouldn't be in his hands, and I think that's going to be the issue that they're going to run into. Ninja has a solid strategy: fade the Kraken, take the Blackhawks. Well, the Kraken are awful. So I can't really argue with that. Nope. As for the Blackhawks, I don't know how to, if I can really back them the entire time. Of course, tonight they play the Kraken. So in general, I like Chicago tonight. Chicago's not any good, especially since they got rid of Flurry. They don't have a goalie, yeah. and their team stinks anyway. So, yeah, they're not very good. Very good. Uh, worked 40 years to be able to earn this. Absolutely, dude. I com- I completely get it. That's That's – that's just excellent. That's you're absolutely living your best life, brother. And I, I appreciate, I appreciate you making us part of that because I'm not sure I wouldn't give up the computer for another screen right now. Maybe I'd be we'll... taking a nap. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, are you going to be able to sleep there in Brooklyn? Yeah, why not? It's going to be. Well, I don't know if it's going to be as quiet as your neighborhood there in the in no, it's, it's, Long it's a pretty Island. quiet area. It's not. It's not extremely. I'd say busy. Uh, it's a pretty quiet neighborhood, which is good for me. But it's close enough to the action that I could take an Uber or something. Yep. Uh, Ninja said there isn't much value left on the first five under in the Royals game. Too low now. Is no it... score first inning. Yeah, that's not a, that's not a bad idea either. Um... I, I don't think of Granky. I mean, we talked about this game briefly yesterday. I said mm-hmm. I like the under, but I don't know what Granky we're going to get, and I don't know what Bieber we're going to get. So I was kind of staying away. But, of course, the wind is going to help out the under, or it should. Yep. Uh team total under for somebody but the truth is once again i want to see what granky we get because in the back half of the year last year he was awful 
Yeah. Um, by the by the way, uh, Ninja, I agree with you at three and a half. That makes all the fucking difference in the world to me. Uh, we had it was at four and a half yesterday, and now it's uh, the bottom's falling out of that number, and so we had a. Now we've gone to a, a juiced a juiced under seven and a half. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Well, we don't have much time until game time, so yeah, I think it'll stick at seven and a half. But you're paying you're paying minus one twenty five for it. So as far as the full game, and yeah, then the uh, eh, it sucks. But uh, yeah. you know, it's still uh, a reminder: the Royals game is free on MLB TV. I did not know that. Uh, David Good's going to play. Speaking of living your best life, he's going to go play golf in uh, in forty minutes. Excellent and. Tate the Great says, I like Embiid 30, over 32 and a half, Harden under 20 and a half. I uh, solidly endorse both of those plays. I mean, Embiid, if Philly wants to win games, Embiid should be going for 35 plus. Toronto's undersized. You might see a little bit more Chua or some of these other centers they have. They're not very good. Yep. I don't think it's going to matter. Embiid should probably end up going for 35 to 40 in this game. Jojo Rabbit checking in. Let us know the Brewers are up one nothing. Yeah, I saw that. They had a... Uh... Pretty well hit ball to first base, bobbled it just enough to take the double play off the table. Not sure he would have gone home anyway, but uh, uh, had no shot at a double play anywhere. So yeah. the old uh, the old three unassisted RBI, we'll take it. Um, yeah, total runs okay. No score first inning, minus 255. Too much juice? It's minus 250. Or 155, 155, 155. Sorry, okay. that's my bad. That is... Pretty juicy. It's a lot of juice. It really is. I like that play, but man, I just I'm not gonna get uh, I'm not gonna get involved in first inning anything more than probably minus one thirty five. You? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Especially with me not knowing what Granky's gonna show up, I'm yep. gonna pass. Yep, yep. I agree. I agree. They could, uh, you know, top of the Cleveland order could be. Uh, could, they've got they've got some speed at the top of the order, so they don't even have to hit the ball hard to get some guys in scoring position. So. Um, you know what I haven't asked you? Uh, four and a five, four, four and a half is so much better. Oh yeah, dude, so much better. It makes, it makes, it makes all the difference in the world. I that's a huge, that's a huge run. It's uh, what twenty? It's twenty five percent of the value right there, gone just about. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know what I, we never talked about in all our baseball stuff, Scotty. What do you think about the uh, designated hitter? And I'd like to put it out to our fans as well. What you guys think about the designated hitter in the National League? I'm a fan of it. Are you? I think it's stupid to make terrible hitters hit the ball. Now, I mean, I'm also biased because as a Yankees fan, I remember Ching-Meng Wong getting injured, running the bases against Houston right. 10 years ago or so, and ended a season. Borderline his career because he, he was a Cy Young candidate for two straight years, on 19 games in two straight years, and then he was never the same guy after that. But I know that you occasionally have a DeGrom or a Cindergaard or a Bumgarner, and you have these moments – Hell, Carlos Zambrano, who can hit some home runs and make it entertaining. Granky. Most of, most of the time, you keep the bat on the shoulder and you strike out. I don't care. Just okay. give me an actual batter. It's a waste of time. All right. Uh, Bronco Devil says his juice limit is 140. 17. I, I, yeah, that's that's fine. Uh, <laughs> 1777, already roasting Royals fans. Grinky on the mound and then laughing face emoji. Hey, hey, give me a fucking, give me one day. All right. Give me one day to be excited here. Uh, for ratings purposes, it's time to uh, make change. And I was looking uh, into some MLB ratings from the end, and damn, they could. Uh, I, I get it. Add strategy and all. Yes. Do you really want to see a guy batting below a yes. hundred with three at bats? Of course not. As, so what's the point? As somebody, as somebody who loved playing unders in the National League, especially first five, um, I don't like to see it because you knew playing first five, you were going to see the pitchers bat a minimum of once and quite possibly yeah. twice. So uh, I hate interleague, though, Michael. Really? Now, see, I kind of like it. I like seeing different teams that, uh, that I don't ever get to see instead of seeing the fucking, you know, the, the Twins for the umpteenth time. Um, I get to see the Mets play or the Marlins play. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Uh, well, I also think one thing to keep in mind is looking at strikeout props for the National League yes. because you're not – you're not being granted a free two strikeouts every game. Now. Correct. Absolutely. So absolutely. Keep that in correct. Mind. Uh, David Goodson, I like, I like pitchers striking out and looking like fools. However, um, it's that is, it does give the rest of us hope that it, David, uh, it's like four hour games too much. Yeah. Bring on the DH. All right. All right. Fair enough. I, I, you know, I'm enough of a, of a traditionalist to kind of feel a little twang when I see, uh, it's different. DH you know, it made League. both leagues unique. Yeah, 
but I, I don't really care. I like to see runs, though. I am biased towards better offense as a viewer in any sport. So if you can give me more runs and another batter and another shot at a home run, I'm for it. So um, I know you've expanded your baseball repertoire lately. Bronco Devil wants to know if we like playing runs, hits, errors. I will absolutely make those plays. I think I think there's a I think there's value, and I think defense is underrated. I think you can't discount the error part of that. Scott, what do you think? For me, I have done that in the past. However, one issue that I run into is that they don't really give you runs, hits, and errors for one individual team. It's usually for the entire game, both teams combined. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so usually. that's a problem because if you're expecting one team to do most of the heavy lifting, then you can't bet the prop. But you're looking at a situation where you're going to take that in Coors Field where both teams might score 20. But if that's the case, you can also just take the over. I'm trying to figure out when it's a good situation to take runs, hits, and errors instead of just taking an over or an under. You know? Fair enough. Because you're basically just saying, I like the prop, but they have to strand 15 guys on base. Right. Yeah. So I would rather just take the over. That's a little thread in the needle sometimes for real. Uh, somebody asking about the Cardinals today with uh, the uh, 68-year-old Adam Wainwright on the mound. Where you at? Where you at on him? Um, <laughs> he owns the he owns the Pirates so badly, man. He owns that damn team. Now the issue is going to be the wind in this game. There's a lot of wind blowing out to right field, about 18 miles per hour, mm-hmm. which should result in more runs. The problem, though, is that the Cardinals own Brew Baker, but. Their lineup is practically entirely made up of righties. Yep. So they haven't really adjusted to the wind or anything. So we'll see how that works out. Wainwright might give up a couple of home runs, maybe because of the fact that you have Vogelbach and some powerful lefties batting. But Wainwright historically owns that damn team. I like the Cardinals because Wainwright kills that team every single year for the last 15 years. Yeah, I just I can't get behind Brubaker in this in this uh, weak ass Pittsburgh lineup. I, I can't do it. You know, at some point Wainwright's going to hit the wall, but I think we're getting good value in like what is it like minus one thirty nine. I don't know how many, how many years you can wait for for him to hit the wall before you realize that he's just like constantly on. I mean, he's like got the found the youth, you know, he's just hanging in there. The Brady of Major League Baseball. Uh, Jacob Houston says, I've got the uh, St. Louis team total of four and a half. Yes, I like that. Uh, give Brubaker to give up over, over four and a half hits. Yes, also like that as well. One yeah. also thing I noticed, that MGM does have earned run props for starting pitchers. So if you want to be even more dangerous for team totals and you want to maybe get an extra inning out of it, find a way to maybe get six innings for a team total of two and a half or so. Right. Of course, you know, an error and you're screwed, but... Earned runs, though, I saw Darvish last night, over two and a half earned runs at plus 115. There might be some value to be found. Yeah, Just saying. I like that. Uh, Bryce wants to know how I like Grinky back to the Royals, or I guess either one of us, uh, was drafted by them in 2005, full circle, uh, to be the ace. Hopefully something left in the tank. Yeah, I it's, agree. It's a win-win. I agree, I, I agree Bryce. Uh, they're giving him $13 million. I got to be honest with you. Uh, if they'd have made this, if, if they'd have made this deal, if it would somehow been a trade for him of middle of the last season, which of course wasn't going to happen with the Astros making a run, but uh, he had a good first half, and then the second half happened, and especially the last month, it was brutal. We've talked about it a I mean, lot. He was basically left off the playoff roster. He was that bad. Yes, yeah, he was practically. And Scott and I made a nice little chunk of change fading him late in the year. I don't know, Bryce. I am I'm anxious to see. I wish we had a good enough pitching staff where he was the crafty veteran in the four or five spot. Uh, I don't think Grinky is in any way, shape, or form still an ace, even if he's because his, his velo is his, his velo is down, and that's what I worry about more than anything. Because that's you know, could he be? Is he a crafty pitcher that knows how to pitch and he knows batters? Absolutely. I don't think anybody's probably nobody's smarter about hitters than Grinky is, but. Uh, except when he tips his pitches to the opposing hitters for no apparent reason. Well, you know, that's his, that's his personality. You know, that's just that's his thing. Yeah, I was I was going I was trying to figure out a nice way to say that. Uh, no runs first inning in the Reds game. Uh, I know Molly has good numbers against against Atlanta, but the wind's blowing out. You have that lineup. The Reds lineup isn't terrible either. I know they lost in pieces. It's still pretty talented. What do we What do we uh, What do we lay in there? I would think of buck thirty-five, buck forty. 
for no run first inning? Uh-huh. Oh, no. I, I'd assume it was like minus 115. Oh, uh, well, if the wind's blowing out with freedom. In Atlanta's with, ballpark with the wind blowing with freed out. With on the mound, though? Minus 115. Uh, okay. Then I'm going to check right now, but I if I had to guess without looking, I would guess 115. You've got a reasonable, got a reasonable I number. I just thought with that pitching matchup, it'd be a little stronger. Uh, minus 120. Okay. All right. Uh, making all these changes with uh, the DH, but the pitchers. Yeah, see, that's in 1777 member really points that out. It's all about the pitching. It's, it's with the end of the day, we talked about it on our baseball previous. The only sport where you can uh, have a, a team that's uh, minus 160 on one day in the same lineup is going to be plus 120 on the next day because it, of the pitching matchup. So, yeah, yeah it's, it is tire, entirely dependent on the pitcher. So, by the way, I see Jacob talking about how BetMGM has good props for baseball. You don't say. That's news to me, right? Oh my! I was like, that was our official baseball book last year. Did you think? Did you think you were going to be able to bet that legally uh, in just a year from when we were just crushing that last year? No, but I'm happy. I'm happy I can. So that's definitely nice. I know that. Uh, I saw before somebody was asking about the Celtics and Bull and uh, Bucks game to go back to basketball. Uh, it's right now. It's either Bucks or Pass because the Celtics are resting basically everybody. Uh, they beat the Bulls yesterday. And they decided, you know what, we're not really feeling this game. So Tatum's not going to play. Horford's not going to play. Smart might not play. They're benching half their team. Yep. I I can't back the Celtics here. I'd look probably at a Bucks team total over just because the defense, I'm assuming, is going to fall off a cliff with all the injuries or all the people missing. But, yeah, the Celtics are resting everybody. I want nothing to do with them. Bronco City took it, the Angels' pick of the day. Godspeed, sir. Um, I'm winning Houston, but yeah. it's a coin flip game, so I'll take the I'll take the Astros. Yep. But uh, Bovada has too much juice on the props. I agree. I, I can't. Well, I don't think it's a bad thing though, because I'm assuming the over is what you're talking about, Bronco. If you use offshore books, they tend to extremely cater to public betters. So if you want to be contrarian and take some unders, which are not fun, but if you want to take unders on player props you will probably find much better lines there than other books because of how much juice is on the over. Well, that's right. And that's, that's a good point. There's when you, when you've got a zero sum prop like that, if you've got a lot of juice on one side, you're going to, you're going to have the other side. So, um, uh, solid round so far from the big cat just rolled into 20 footer on 16. There you go, buddy. Excited? I think that's a winner in my book, right? Yeah, I think you're good. I think you're good. Yeah. All right. Speaking of winners, let's get to it, guys. Let's uh, let's find out what we got cooked up for today. It's Thursday, man. It's time to put on your overalls, grab that straw hat, climb aboard your John Deere. Watch out; it could be raining. It might be a little slick, so be careful. Be careful climbing up there. Get your straw hats on, kids. Get those keys out and fire that bad boy up because it's uh, time once again to. Bet the farm. All right, there it is. And that, what? I don't have the hat with me. Why don't you bring the hat with you? I just forgot to. Did you not get the case? The case? No, yeah, I did not. The case it. for the hat? The traveling case? The travel no, case, right. No, I didn't. I didn't get the traveling case. No, <laughs> that I didn't get. Okay, um, bring your fucking hat, Jesus! What looks stupider than two guys wearing hats? One guy, hat? one guy wearing a hat. That's right. And the and that guy going, "Where's your fucking hat?" All right. Well, fuck. Hopefully, hopefully you can uh, you can make picks uh, better than uh, you wear hats, buddy. So uh, first of all, how did we end up yesterday? We had the Celtics team total over, and they got there. Woohoo! Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Man, you look really dumb jamming out like that without a hat on. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Thanks. All right. Well, my friend, it's uh, it's time once again. Let's reveal it. What do we got cooked up for today? So for this one, we're going to go to one of the NBA games we did not talk about. 
which is going to be in a matchup between the Lakers and the Warriors. The Lakers are on TV again, and you know what that means. We're going to fade. We're going to take the Warriors minus 14. Uh, looking at the actual trends this season, the Warriors have been very good at home. They are 30, 10, 30 and 10 at home this season. Lakers are 11 and 28 on the road. But the Lakers recently have been extra awful. They've lost seven in a row. On top of that, the Warriors much better defensively. Golden State ranks second in the league in defense efficiency, while Los Angeles ranks 22nd. And the main reason why, you know, LeBron's injured. You know, Anthony Davis is injured. They added Westbrook to the mix. So they got, they got the trio, the three amigos on the bench together, or maybe not even in the venue together. But you have a Lakers G League squad against the Golden State team that really needs to win moving forward to try to fend off the Mavericks for the three seed. I expect Golden State to bury them. I think Golden State wins by 20. Generally speaking, laying gigantic numbers is not something that you like to do in the NBA. However, this is the week to do it. This is the time of year when you have teams with drastically different motivations, uh, albeit uh, some of them have no motivation, while the other team is all motivated. So Even the supporting cast. like You think Dwight Howard, who joined the team to try to win a title, yes. is thrilled to be playing a meaningless game in the final? What? No, nobody's going to care. They're no. going to roll over. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's going to be bet the farm for today. It's going to be the Golden State Warriors minus the 14. By the way, guys, we had a chance to take minus 13.5 at minus 125. And at that point, uh, paying 15 cents extra juice for just a half a point going from 13 and a half to 14, uh, we didn't think that was very good value. So if we if we land 14, you can roast us to no end. But we like we like the Warriors to win comfortably, probably by 20 plus. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Thanks very much, and thanks very much to you guys for just stopping by today. You're gonna be there all weekend in the shed, Scott. Uh, no. Just for tonight. Just- yeah, just uh, I was there last night actually, so I'll be back uh, for the background tomorrow. Okay, well there you go. He'll have his hat back tomorrow, everybody, and the background. Get excited about that. We appreciate you guys stopping by. As always, we do this each and every day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I will do our very best, hats or no hats, to help you in your journey to head back to the window. Take care, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>